just want to say thanks again for everybody who, you know, joined us today. Um, quick little recap, you know, we are, like I was saying earlier, we're co-branding the series with the One Club San Diego. Um, super excited to have their support um, on this whole initiative. Um, truly just, you know, a recap on our vision, right? We just want to share knowledge for everybody. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we just want to have a smaller group to kind of come together and explore an industry and a vertical each week. Um, the mindset here is I truly want to find individuals like Joseph himself who are constantly thinking different with their products, with their brand and what they're doing in hopes of dependent on, you know, what we're doing, whether it's from a creative branding um, or a digital standpoint, hopefully there's some key nuggets that you can learn from Joseph himself. Um, he's been doing a ton of awesome work lately, especially with building up Cured, which we'll get into that a little bit. Um, also, you know, in lieu of the whole COVID-19 situation, our goal is to keep all of us a step ahead in the shifting economy just by having, you know, an open dialogue about that. And then essentially our goal is throughout this for all of us to A, get closer, B, work together, become stronger on the other side. So definitely really excited. Um, today, um, we're going to keep with this similar flow that we've been doing week after week, but then have an open discussion at the end per usual. Um, this weekly topic is around CBD. I'm sure a lot of you guys know, you know, there's a lot of different misinformation around that. And that's why I want to bring an expert like Justin himself to really chat through that. Um, we'll go through some industry stats. We'll introduce Joe, um, go through some business trends, creative and digital, and then have a recap of some ideas and then also an open Q&A. And so the way that we'll kind of flow this a little bit differently um, is we'll be going through the different business trends themselves and then open it up for Joseph to have some questions, give us a little bit of feedback and his point of view on it. Um, really in hopes to get us, you know, excited and empowered in terms of what we can do. And then we'll kind of do that for creative and digital. And then at the end, we'll just have an open Q&A session. So, um, yeah, so the CBD market, um, I'm sure, I mean, there's a billion stats on this, but this is the whole reason. Let me see, it looks like, Justin. Um, this is the whole, uh, going back to the CBD market. I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about it. Um, it's been growing over, you know, I can't even say last, what, like four to five years at least. Um, and it's just been a really exciting marketplace. And um, as you could tell, you know, the CBD market is growing a ton, to say the least, with the legalization of it um, and just kind of where it's going and positioning. It's grown 706 percent, um, you know, in 2019. And so it's pretty interesting to see a market like this. I don't really know if we've really had anything like this um, in the last 20 plus years, but it's really exciting. Um, the other one is the global market size expected to grow at 125.58. Um, CAGR between 2016 and 2026. That's extremely impressive to say the least. Um, and then the last stat is just CBD sales in the U.S. are expected to reach around 1.8 billion by 2022. So Joseph's a smart man to say the least. I'm getting into this. <laughs> so um, before I uh, kick it off to this, just want to say you know this is Joseph. We've known each other for I think the last four years or so. He is a client. He's a dear friend. Um, he's extremely innovative. I've learned a shit ton from him to say the least. Um, and it's just really excited just to have him on this call. Um, and so Cure Nutrition, just so you guys know, they do CBD products and I'll just kind of kick it off to you, Joseph, if you want to quickly just intro yourself and then we'll dive into the questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. And it's been wild that it's three, three and a half, four years since we first met each other. Um, as anybody that knows anything about the cannabis space would agree when we first met a couple of weeks after that, when I was about to sign a contract to work with Josh, we ended up having 30 grand stolen from us from a credit card processor. So that's like the foundation of what happens in the cannabis world. Like nothing happens normally, everything you got to do roundabout ways. And, uh, it requires you being innovative. That's why exactly why we ended up creating and branding and establishing products secured in the way that we did. Um, 
I left the aerospace engineering world and quit one day, woke up the next day, and that was when Cured started to come to fruition. And what has driven us since the very beginning is the truth that cannabis is actually healing. It should be viewed as a wellness product. And as of the last four or five years and the growing CBD industry, that understanding is actually coming to fruition, but it didn't exist. And uh, that's been the whole driver of Cured. We want to destigmatize nature as a whole. CBD is one component of cannabis, which is one component of nature. And that's really the mission and uh, underlying foundation of what Cured is. Awesome. Thanks, man. Um, so yeah, what we'll do is we'll hop into you know business trends. I'll go through stuff that I'm seeing, and then I do have a couple questions for you, Joseph, and then we'll plop into creative trends and do the same thing. I think that would add the most value. So um, business trends, um, as we know, it's pretty interesting. Just CBD products are popping up left and right. Um, if there's a traditional or a non-traditional product, I'm sure you've seen it. They're either doing infused, whether it's drinks, um, whether it's the pet market, right? That one's completely growing um, as well, one of the fastest growing CBD sectors. Um, we're seeing the tinctures, gummies, water, pet food, creams, you name it. Um, and then as of late, right, over the last couple of years, athletes have started getting involved, which I think is a good thing from a higher level point of view. So more people are starting to see that's acceptable, which I really like. Um, and so the other part of it, which Joseph was, was really hitting on is just, it's more about the medical breakthroughs. And that's just, I think the exciting part about it is it's starting to get viewed as such. Um, I just think in the past, it did have that marijuana kind of stigmatism that had a negative connotation. And so it's cool to see that this product does do healing and there is pain relief. Um, with that, I think the biggest challenge and Joseph will, will chat to us a little bit later, but you know, what is an actual, like true authentic product in the marketplace and what's not an authentic product. Right. And I think there's a huge uh, difference between both of them. Um, because you know, there's the lower tier quality, low quality products and there's the higher tier quality products, which is what Joseph has. Um, and he's been working on really well with, um, and then the other interesting kind of trend with it is that there are more revenue streams. It's pretty interesting to see that. You know, like Joseph himself, you know, he started a direct-to-consumer brand, um, and then, well, pre-COVID-19, he was plopping into some chain retailers, which we all know that whole market has shifted a lot. Um, you know, natural food stores, dispensaries, pharmacy stores, pet stores, and much more. So I think the level of access to the products is at least is starting to be a lot more acceptable. You're seeing the big retail players like the CVSs of the world actually having it in there. You're seeing the 7-Elevens. Um, all the different, you know, stores per se are starting to offer it, which I think is really exciting, uh, to say the least, because people are starting to take this product very seriously. Uh, but with taking things serious, you need a lot of education. And I think that's something that Joseph and the Cure team has really started, you know, using as well. Um, these are just like other companies per se, just to kind of show, I'm sure you guys have heard like Recess. And then there's like other kind of pet, um, companies as well that are kind of doing it. Um, and then here's some articles that we're starting to see is that like, Pro athletes are starting to advocate it, um, and you're seeing it on a lot larger of a scale, right? Men's health, wired, entrepreneur. Um, so the industry, which is really exciting, is starting to take, you know, people are taking it seriously, which is really nice. Um, so I guess, you know, Joseph, to kind of to, like, go back to you, um, what do you feel like have been some of the main growth drivers that you feel, you know, people on this call can can take away from it for your, that you've seen? Yeah, it's, it's like there has to be this healthy balance between – innovation and foundational education. Um, it's really important to understand how to explain cannabinoids, cannabis, and the wellness aspect of it first to help people understand why am I going to use this? I see it everywhere. I see people taking it. I see it all over social media, but why? And just making that like really simple. And in the very beginning of the CBD craze, there are a couple of websites and one of them still exists. It's called projectcbd.org. 
but it was just so heavy on information and it was almost like the it, it was like it was almost like cbd is for everything and i would actually like flip that and say cbd is for everyone and for very specific reasons and if you keep it simple you look at the calming properties and you look at the anti-inflammatory properties anti-inflammatory uh, keeping an anti-inflammatory like lifestyle is like the foundation of health then if you know most people have experienced some form of anxious thought patterns and um, not being able to fall asleep. If you can focus on that and keep it simple, that's what's so important. That's going to continue to get new and new users, but that's really easy for other brands to dive in on and catch in on. So that's what over the last several years, we've seen the industry grow extremely horizontally. And what's been most important for Cure to get past those, um, that more or less saturation is the innovation on the products. So we've taken the simple education and repeat that over and over again, but we include other ingredients, other form factors, other abilities to communicate to people to understand that it's more than just CBD. As I was saying in the beginning, we're combining other ingredients into our products, uh, such as functional mushrooms and adaptogen herbs, and they take the effects of cannabinoids and they elevate them to a completely new level. What we're doing is we're creating intellectual property. And that's the same. That's important for any driver or any valuation of a company to stay ahead. You need to create things that other people can't copy very easily. It's really easy to release a tincture. It's really easy to release a capsule. It's really easy to release a gummy. Now you can start a business that way, but is it actually going to be a long-term business? And that's what Cure just recognized was most important since the very beginning. Yeah. And I think uh, on that regard too, from working very closely with you, um, you know, I didn't even know about CBD at all until Joseph contacted me years ago. Um, and so he was always like two or three steps ahead. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting on a little bit like a level of innovation and the creative thinking with your new product lines and kind of where your thought process went from that, from like a creative standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. It, I've spent a lot of time trying to meditate on this over the years. And when it comes down to it, it's like the simplicity aspect of being a human being and understanding what human needs is what drives our innovation really. But to get people to understand that, Hey, as a human, you need to be able to focus. You need to be able to implement things that are going to help your day-to-day -day routines and, and really get done what we need to get done as human beings. We also understand that we have to be able to calm ourselves down every once in a while. We understand that like we have these very basic human needs. And for us, that's been the simple driver, but the innovation is that we've taken the CBD that has such a craze to it and we've made it very clear what our products do. And we're actually even working on the next level of that right now with Josh and the Movetic team. And it's kind of like this like hand holding ability. So you create a product that tells the customer exactly what it does, why the ingredients are in it that it, that it has. And that just answers questions that would most likely deter somebody from potentially buying. If you look at our conversion rates on our website for e-commerce, we're between 6% and 7% most of the time, which is really high. But I think that that's come solely from the fact that we can innovate and educate and kind of handhold really well. That's very high. <laughs> very high. In, yeah. in industry trends, you're, you're looking at normally, you know, like the one to three of that, right? Dependent. So yeah. Awesome, man. Um, just kind of the last question before we pop into the next one. Um, and, and you kind of chatted about it, but the future of the CBD business and, um, and the marketplace, like any other tidbits that you're kind of seeing, you know, next for all of us to kind of think about in this market? 
Yeah. So outside of including other ingredients that are going to help take a product to the next level, I think form factor and delivery method are really important. There needs to be a lot of innovation there and there's still a lot of room, um, specifically in the water soluble market. You know, you see those drinks that uh, you, you put in earlier in the slideshow. And I actually have several people here in Colorado that have taken some of those waters and drinks and tested them and seen that there's actually no CBD in some of them. And where what has actually happened is the CBD the technology isn't actually to the level that it needs to be for it to become completely soluble or go into solution. So it's like adhering to the plastics in the jars, lots of innovation to, to come with the delivery system um, and like nano encapsulation and all that type of stuff. And then the other part is the other cannabinoids within the cannabis plant. So we're talking about CBD, but it's only one of over 80 cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. Most people know CBD and THC. THC is intoxicating. It's associated with marijuana. CBD is non-intoxicating and has a lot of therapeutic benefits, but these are two of a wide array of cannabinoids. Uh, and there's still a lot of studying to be done on those minor cannabinoids uh, and i'll just put it out here that's something that we're really interested in we're starting to look at all the other cannabinoids um, cbg is really interesting cbn is really uh good for sedating purposes uh so we're we're just on the doorstep of something much bigger that's awesome man thank you it's cool to hear from somebody in there um and nick i'll pass it off to you for the creative side of things great um yeah we were just researching some creative trends that we found in the cbd market uh joseph like you were talking about education is is so key um especially when you're trying to find products what are viable what's not viable you know with so many products brands regulations in the market one of the most effective strategies to differentiate from other brands is to be a, a true trusted advisor and a thought leader of cbd and for cbd education um, the next trend is creating intimate and immersive experiences with customers. Uh, I've researched several CBD brands and I found that some were using uh, video calls, you know, like we're doing today, music playlists, you know, creating interactive experiences uh, for events. Um, you know, just finding more ways that what are the ways that you connect with your audience and then being able to create some type of in-person experience that allows you to create that tribe and those, those uh, raving fans. Um, also, brands have had to reevaluate uh, labeling and packaging to separate from competition and uh, from such a saturated market. Uh, as more CBDs companies emerge, brands need to be able to stand out uh, from the crowd. You know, one way to do this is to leverage branding, insurance, ensuring marketing and brand positioning strategy resonates with your core consumers. Um, just a quick fact about the CBD packaging and how it's contributing to the market. The overall business, which is expected to hit 22 billion by 2022, it is said to be generated 45 billion by 2024. So the importance of packaging and how it plays in the market. Uh, the next trend is, is branding transparency into products like displaying potency ingredients are becoming more and more critical. Um, you know, Joseph, you talked about this is it's just, you know, the importance of branding when you're talking about how many milligrams are in a product, you know, what are the things that, um, you know, allergies, things that you would look at for any other other brand or product that you're taking um, in, in trying to align with consumers and the quality of the product. And then lifestyle media is also a huge play as brands start finding their niche and better aligning with content and their target audience. Uh, so going into the, the, the question, and Josh, if you scroll down, here's a great example, Garden Society. Uh, it's a woman's group in, in California and they throw these garden parties uh, that includes like flowers and, and casual gatherings uh, for people and customers that want to learn more about the cannabis and CBD industry and and you know is it for them um, and outside of of the norm and breaking that that stigma um, and then also the stat about CBD packaging 
So I, I think just from your perspective, Joseph, um, can you talk about the importance, you know, you alluded to this, but the importance of CBD in the market and the importance of branding in the CBD market and, and how important has, has branding been for your product? Yeah, it's been, it's been the most important factor in our business um, that you have on, on this slide, on the right-hand side, some pictures of our packaging. And I've, I know I've told you this several times, Josh, but 100% of people that come up to a booth that we're at or see us for the first time in person say, I love your branding. It's drawing my eyes to it. I don't care what you're selling. I love what I'm seeing. And that like, that like, it's like the lead generator really. It's like, okay, we can start conversation. We've captured their eyes. And now where do we transition their eyes and their brain to? That's it, like, we're in a world that stuff's popping up all the time on Instagram where it's, it's, there's ads everywhere, whether we know it or we don't know it. And you just have to catch somebody's eye. And that's been something that we've been able to do really, really well with our branding. And another piece of that is continuing to evolve it. Like you guys, Movetic won a bunch of awards for this branding. And then we've had some comments from big box retailers and other retailers were like, love it. Amazing. Like 100%. Like this is the most beautiful packaging I've ever seen. And I need to tell a little bit more of a story with it. So we like understand that, okay, there's a beauty to this, but we need to continue to innovate. We need to continue to make it clear what this is. And that's all through branding. That's 100% through brand. Like we've spent, I don't know how many hours the last couple of months designing scenes that tell somebody what the product does, just really simplifying it again. And that's 100% through branding. Um, the immersive experiences that like that is so important as well because i think what people thrive on more than anything is just like human to human interaction and connection and in this digital world and in the time we're in right now like once the floodgates open up it's going to be really interesting to see how people interact with each other um with this covid situation but as of last year and the first couple of years with cured what we've done is we've built these experiences in denver colorado where we would have people come we would do yoga flows we would do breath work we would do um all sorts of different workouts and then we'd have a table sitting over in the corner that has a bunch of free cbd from us the whole idea is we're taking marketing and we're putting a twist on it and we're building that trust with the consumer in our brand and then they really don't care what you're selling they'll buy it because they trust you they trust the brand and they love what it looks like it's like branding is number one and who are the people behind the brand why are they doing what they're doing and how are they putting that message out into the world and we do that also through through our podcast and a lot of our content is like we're heavy on social we have um we've been losing a lot of followers lately i think facebook and instagram are doing some cleanups of bots but uh, we have around like sixty thousand followers on instagram that's how we built our business um and it's it's founded on content branding telling a story through visuals um so yeah nick i mean it's it's everything, man. And like our community, the people that come to these events and the people that represent us via social media and, and love the content that we put out there, they're the heartbeat of the brand. They really are. Well, it looks like you already answered my next two questions. Um, <laughs> but I, I oh. guess just looking, look, looking I towards... <laughs> I'll add more. Sorry. No, I got excited. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, we're here for this. Um, I guess what are some of the creative strategies looking forward that like, you're you're looking to uh, find more ways to build that you know you talk about the community and you're having yoga classes and the importance of of instagram and using social um is there a strategy that you haven't tried out yet that you're, you you want to step into um as you're you know finding new growth and new innovation sure um 
I would say there's ones that we are implementing like right now, and I can't say what the actual outcome of them will be. So I'll, I'll kind of dive into those. Um, one of the things that we're doing is just like really special initiatives and saying, hey, like Cure believes in mental health and we're going to support people in the <laughs> mental health world. And how do we do that? Well, one, we create awareness and then we allow people to have the resources that they need. So over the last week, we've been doing um, a campaign with a company called Kessid Wellness. It's a nonprofit in Colorado that's um, making mental health care more accessible. And for us, it's like, okay, is that going to drive dollars like right off the bat like no not at all it's not going to drive cash flow for us but it's going to drive the brand value because if what you do is you really just build that trust trust is so important we have so much to absorb so much content and even the education like if the education gets too heavy like how do you know what to trust and what not to trust because you're trying to absorb so many things um to build trust this is something that we did in the very beginning of our company and now we're implementing again but we have a lot of times where you know we see somebody interacting with us a lot on social or they're a new follower or whatever it may be like this person might be interested sometimes we'll hit them up and we'll just say hey we're going to send you a free package like don't need like welcome to cure like here's here's a package that costs us 10 to 15 dollars um but i know really well like what my cpa is and if i know that cpa through uh avenues that i'm sure we'll talk about here in the next session i can go in and say i don't care if i spend 15 dollars to send a package to get a customer one i build that trust i give them a little taste of something and we've designed the products to make sure that they really work because they're built on that integrity that you've discussed and then they're going to want more it goes a really long way um, and I remember in the very beginning, my mom was helping me a lot with the business. She was shipping out packages and she's like, she's like, Joseph, like you're sending out a lot of free products. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I know, but it's working, it's working really well. And so we've been implementing that again. Um, but it's really all founded in, in, in trust. That's great. I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it off to Ben here. If you want to dive into the digital trends and follow it up with some questions. Thanks mate. Um, awesome. So I think we touched on quite a lot of these things, uh, you know, in the last few minutes, but, uh, you know, from what I can see, I think there's a couple of things that really stand out for, um, the digital side of things. I think a lot of this stuff is kind of predicated in terms of digital marketing, you know, the website, the content that goes up, um, for CBD brands, um, heavily predicated on, I think restrictions and what brands have the ability to do based on, you know, regulated platforms like social Facebook, Instagram, um, and, and website content and things, but also I think, um, the way digital trends are kind of moving uh, is also impacted by uh, the heavy competition across all these different brands and businesses and marketplaces for CBD. So I think gradually what I'm starting to hear from you, Joseph, is like, you know, you guys are a brand that has been transparent, honest, building trust from day one. And I think that's something that a lot of brands will hesitate to do because uh, they don't want to give away any of their secret source or like share too much information that competitors can kind of leverage. Um, and so I think where it's starting to trend is that there's so much competition and so much saturation in this market that companies are starting to obviously have to give out more information and, and be a little bit more transparent and maybe say some things now that they wouldn't have said a couple of years ago when they launched. So um, I think that's heavily impacted the way that digital trends have kind of moved. So um, to kind of jump in, I think a huge thing, like I mentioned, restrictions on digital ad platforms, um, Google, PPC, um, Facebook and Instagram, other social platforms that will restrict brands from being able to you know, advertise or put paid budgets into those kinds of channels. Um, that's causing brands to, to kind of get creative with the way they do paid advertising for CBD. Uh, you see a lot of connected TV, you see a lot of programmatic um, retargeting ads, you see native um, ads coming up on, you know, CBD specific content pieces on websites, lifestyle and cannabis specific sites. 
um, and then PR and, uh, and you know, uh, articles and, and content that's being posted about the CBD marketplace and about specific brands. Um, you also have a ton of influencer partnerships, obviously knowing that, you know, you can't put paid advertisements on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Um, one way to do that is to kind of circumvent that process and pay influencers directly instead of having to go through the platform to get content or brand awareness out there. Um, brands are starting to see, you know, a little bit more content specific to their audience. So they're getting a little bit more niche focused. Um, there's a couple of brands I'll show you guys that are, are doing a little bit more, um, you know, either sports specific or content or category specific CBD uses. Um, and again, I think that comes down to the, the heavy competition in the marketplace. So, you know, you're seeing so many brands that are realizing that there's, you know, 20 other companies or 30 other companies with the same claims. So they're picking a specific category and just going hundred percent down that lane. Um, Additionally, you've got growing transparency on the website. Again, back to the competitive space, you know, companies putting out, you know, lab, re lab results or valuable content on their blogs. Um, Joseph, you guys are doing podcasts, um, just making sure that they're putting as much content out there so that they're being transparent with their audience uh, and, and hopefully getting a level up on competition. Um, and then lastly is really, again, like that content, the blogs, the podcasts, um, putting as much value in the customer's pocket to kind of build credibility and an authentic brand. So. Um, huge things I think coming in the digital space for CBD, as you can see here, a couple of examples on like the PR, the native advertising side, and then the programmatic, um, couple of brands there that are doing that. And then down into the influencer space, uh, which we'll get into in a second, you can see a couple of different brands, social CBD, they work with a bunch of athletes, surfers, skaters, uh, and then a brand that I think is, is local here in San Diego is Medterra. They have their Medterra CBD brand, but they also have their Medterra golf. Uh, and they've been going so heavy into the influencer space in the golf market, just picking different athletes, golfers, professionals, influencers in that space that are, um, you know, backing the brand and the product, but um, yeah, also providing a lot of value there. And then down to the transparency side of things, um, companies obviously, you know, utilizing their platform, their blogs, their pages to really put as much information out there and help educate consumers. I think that's been kind of the toughest thing. It's a, it's a market that's grown so quickly, um, but it's, it's challenged to, to really give people the right information and something I think a lot of brands have kind of been deceptive with is not being transparent and not providing the right info for customers and, and not giving them the, the full idea of, of how the product works and how it should be used. So um, with that, uh, Joseph, I might bring you in and ask you a couple of questions here. Just firstly, I think you guys are massive on, on the influencer space. I know you have a ton of brand partners, ambassadors. Um, I guess, firstly, how did you guys get started with that and, and how's that kind of impacted the way the, the business has grown? Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it, it started the business. It's how we exist. Uh, about three years ago in the very beginning, I had been spending a little bit of time in the competitive fitness world. Um, and that's when, you know, like six, seven years ago was when I first got into that and then spent three or four years in it. And Instagram was like so heavy on fitness. It was like, you go to Instagram, you see some fitness person showing their abs, doing this, doing that. And over the years of competing myself, just kind of like built up a network of health and fitness professionals. And, you know, what we were saying there in the very beginning is like CBD cannabis is wellness. And if that is true, how are you going to put that message out there? You have to rely on the right people to put that message out there. And, you know, the Cheech and Chong stoner mentality isn't necessarily going to work for that. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but is that actually going to reach the masses? Is that actually approachable? And, and no, it's not. So we, in the beginning, you know, it was like I had 10 to 15 people that I was friends with. They had, you know, from 20,000 to 100,000 followers and we just shipped them packages and uh, it would just start to create awareness and nobody knew what it was a couple of years ago. So it caught on really quickly. 
And when we first started it, we were solely basing everything off of like a commission structure. And then it started to evolve. And I think we've started to come full circle. Josh would probably agree with this as well from all of his experience this last year. But we saw over the last like year and a half to two years, influencers, when you talk to them, they they don't necessarily understand on the back end for a brand how their costs that they put out there actually could create an ROI for the company and how that actually works. Like the one-off paid posts just started to not work at all. And, and, and influencers would be charging these crazy rates that, okay, great, they make a lot of money, but it's a one-off post. And with that one-off post, they're not building an actual trust to their community. And so how we've, it's kind of been like this like full circle thing. It was like, hey, just give it to people to build a relationship. And now there's all this competition. So we need to get very strategic with who we're partnering with. So we would pay a lot of money. Then we noticed it didn't work. And now we've gone back to, hey, we go through this whole like courting process. It's like, we'll send you product. We'll hop on a Zoom call with you. We'll educate you on why we created the product. We'll educate you on the company, why we're, why we're doing what we do. And hey, does the product actually work for you? Yes, it works for you. Okay, now we'll take the next step. We'll pay you to help us with the campaign. Then we'll see how, the, how they convert. Then from there, we'll say, okay, cool. So we want to work with you long-term because we see that we saw a little blip. We didn't get our full ROI, but now we know that we actually saw some traction. So we go back to them again and we say, hey, we want to build this long-term relationship. You can make commission off of coupon codes and links. And then we build like this trusting, mutually beneficial relationship that I can look at and say, okay, cool. I see that my ROI is getting close to one, but I also understand the other piece of influencers. It's like measuring direct sales. And then it's also understanding that there's awareness. So if you can measure that you're getting close to an ROI of about one, then you know that that person is actually generating more than that direct ROI because there's no really value around awareness. Um, yeah, I, I've been, I've studied this like influencer partnership world a lot. And again, it's, it's building the trust and it's building, um, we know, we've always known that there's nothing more powerful than word of mouth. And by creating that relationship with the influencer, they then are talking to people in life outside of social media. But then if they have a community that's really bought in, that community trusts them so much, they have conversations with them, and then they see Cured pop up again and again and again and again. Uh, I heard this stat, and I'm not sure if it's correct, but I think most people have heard you have to see something five to seven times before you buy it. There was actually this study out of uh, Boulder, Colorado, CU, that was saying up to 27 times people need to see something now. So you have to be very strategic with partnerships too. Like, do you have a collective of people that might have crossover audience? Cool. If, that, if that's true, then you can actually use those two people and you get more bang for your buck. So that's very uh, important for our strategy behind influencers. It's, we don't do any paid advertising. I've got to shut down on every social media platform. We're actually working out on it right now. And some of the things you have to do is like build clone sites that only say hemp versus CBD. Yeah. Um, but I have, I've calculated very, um, well, very, I've calculated a CPA and I'm, I'm pretty positive that it's, it's accurate for influencers. And now I'm going to take that and I'm going to go to our paid advertising strategy and see if they're anywhere close. If one's way better than the other. Um, uh, yeah, it, partnerships are really, really important. They're the they're the heartbeat of Cured. Yeah, I think it speaks a lot to, and I think it's really been magnified in the CBD space because it's it's really a, a category that's limited to what platforms they can utilize to really push product and brands out. Um, I've seen 
uh, pretty recently, last couple of weeks, I've seen uh, an influencer who we have worked with in the past who posted a CBD product one day, like this is my go-to, love this product. And then literally 24 hours later, posted another CBD brand and was like, love this product, same sort of stuff. I'm like, that's really about the, exactly. It's all about the money. And like, there's very limited authenticity to that. So it's like, how can you leverage those relationships in the long term so that they're not just posting about it and saying, hey, use my discount code, but really building value with their audience and partnering with brands that they trust and they would use if they weren't being paid to do so, or if they weren't partnering with those brands. So I think that's a huge thing. It's, it's really important, but it also um, can separate the, the value driving influences as opposed to the ones who are obviously just doing it to make a quick buck. So um, on the paid channels, that kind of segues well into uh, my next question about, you know, paid channels like Facebook, Instagram, Google, all that sort of stuff. I'm curious, you know, a little bit more about what's your experience been with those platforms um, you know, getting campaigns up, has it been, you know, short term, I've heard about brands that have posted ads and had them taken down the same day. And then others that have success, whether it's with the wording or the creative to, to run campaigns for weeks at a time. Yeah, <laughs> we've had zero success um, in the paid advertising world. And I think I'm not positive, uh, but I think it's because we got flagged really early on. So about um, probably six, seven months into the business, our Instagram account got shadow banned. So we went from getting like, I don't remember what the discovery was, but it was huge down to about like 50% of it. And I think as soon as that happened, it was either our Facebook uh, ad manager or the actual Instagram page that got flagged. And that's troubled us ever since that happened. We've tried really hard to just promote a post that has somebody like doing yoga, no CBD in it, no CBD in the text, no hemp, no nothing. And even that won't make it through. So for us, we've had a lot of trouble with that. And if anybody on this call has had any success, like would love to, to pick your brain more, but um, it's been it's been tough for us. So what we're looking more into now is retargeting type stuff because those platforms uh, are actually showing to work for brands. And then Google does work. Uh, Charlotte's Web and a couple other companies use Google, but you'll get on a phone call with them. And we've spent a lot of time uh, trying to understand if this is like really the truth, but they've told us, hey, if you're not spending 30K a month, you're never gonna beat out Charlotte's Web or any of these other companies. So for us, it was like, okay, well, there's a lot of work that we need to do to actually build a website that's going to get approved by Google. And then the ad spend that we have to put out there to actually be competitive is just absurd. So um, not an expert there in paid advertising. We've, we've really struggled with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I've seen a lot of, but still interesting to see that brands have like finding ways around it and like working around either the wording or the creative. Um, I've even heard about you know, those platforms kind of scanning the website or the landing page that those ads are going to, to see if they reference CBD or hemp type products as well. So um, mm -hmm. I think it's just a huge gray area. So, yeah. and I think yeah. on that note, this kind of segues well into my next question about, you know, the transparency of brands. You guys are massive with blog content. You're very informative, um, you know, building a community of people that can trust, you know, what you guys say um, with all these brands that are advertising and, you know, using false claims and like not checking labels or lab tests and like not providing that information how obviously negatively, but, but how do you think that's affecting, you know, the CBD industry and the growth of the industry in general? It's a massive disservice to the people that could actually benefit from this product because what's going on is there are companies that are getting away with slapping a three letter acronym on anything and it's selling because people have heard, Oh, CBD is for this, but without having the test results and the transparency to actually show to the consumer that, Hey, there's actually a thousand milligrams of CBD in here. And Hey, it actually came from this farm. 
and there's no residual solvents or pesticides or heavy metals. Without having that, it's doing a massive disservice to the consumer. And the worst thing that can happen is somebody takes it and there's not as much CBD as it says there is in it, and then it doesn't work. And then the person says, okay, well, I don't believe in CBD. But the truth is they just got a really poor quality product. And when it comes down to it, like what I think that the marijuana and cannabis industry as a whole is actually doing is raising consciousness to consumers for their everyday life, for everything that you put into your system, for all supplements, for all food. Like we need to understand supply chain and there's always going to be issues with it, but there just needs to be a higher consciousness from the consumers as a whole to understand like why this brand is actually what it says it is and how I can actually trust, trust them. Like truth is CBD works. There's massive amounts of anecdotal evidence and that cannot all be discredited there's no way that 100 percent of or however many people are having the placebo effect is it real yes does cbd work also yes does poor quality or shitty cbd or like non-transparent or tested products do they work they might not and then that's a disservice to the consumer. So I think it's a really big conversation around supply chain and quality and traceability. And I think that the hemp and marijuana industry is actually doing a really good job at raising those questions. And then there's the people that are in, the, in it for a quick buck that are going to be able to make money quite quickly. Uh, but is that consumer going to come back? Is their lifetime value going to be what it could actually be if you had a high quality product? I think that that's the big issue that, that arises with that. Yeah. And I think on, on that note, how strictly are these kinds of like um, that information that brands are expected or, or have to put out in whether it's lab testing or product labeling and things like that? How strictly are they enforced? Are they pretty loose or and also like what are the punishments, repercussions? There's no rules. Unfortunately, <laughs> wow. there's no rules. And like, I love that that's the truth in our lives. Like the, the truth is there are no rules for any of us either. But you know, in the marijuana industry in Colorado, what we did was we followed the marijuana lead. It is required to have residual solvents, um, pesticides, microbial, homogeneity. It is required to be in a dispensary to have that metric tag that traces it from seed to sale. So we knew that. And we said, well, if that's true for marijuana and there's no rules for hemp slash CBD, how about we just like do this because it's going to cover our ass and my, my business partner and I are both engineers. We like, we geek out on that type of stuff. So we're like, okay, this is going to be a little extra cost in the, in the upfront, but it's actually going to allow us to be a more sustainable and viable business. Uh, but unfortunately there's just no rules. Like the rule in the CBD industry is it has to have less than 0.3% THC, but how many companies have greater than 0.3% THC? I would say a lot. Like there's been a lot of people that have actually taken a CBD product and it hasn't worked at all or they've taken a CBD product and it's actually gotten them high because there's been higher concentrations of THC in it. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what we have in the years to come, but there's, there's no real like enforced rules right now. The big Crazy. thing is like making a medical claim that's just not true or just not backed up by science. And if you, if CBD and hemp derived products are classified as a supplement, you follow the Deshay guidelines of, um, having structure and function claims like this can actually be calming so this can help with this but you can't talk about diseases you can't talk about anything um uh any other medical claims although like these can be very beneficial for so many of those things if the hard facts and the studies aren't there you can't talk about it and it also would then be classified as a drug so there's a lot of things to get around there but Massive the rule is yeah. like be smart yeah and you guys are obviously taking the right precautions so um, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes or, or what that process is like for 
you know, PPC, Facebook, Instagram to start taking off some of those restrictions. I think a ton's got to happen on the, the regulation side to make sure that it's safe enough for brands to be able to advertise. But um, I think that's yeah. kind of the next step. So Josh, that's I'll, what it is, man. Yeah. It's safety. That's it. Um, Josh, I'll hand it off to you if you want, mate. Yeah. So I think, you know, just knowing there's a lot of creatives on here and just trying to find ways to add value that essentially, um, I think right now, just going back to the times that we're in, um, just trying to find creative and innovative ways for us all to create more work, which then ties back to revenue for all of us. Um, and so that's what I wanted to kind of bring us together was like, you know, it's awesome that we, you know, we learned about the CPD marketplace. We learned, you know, got a lot of good information from Joseph, um, but just kind of going into like, what are some tactics, right? Like, um, and I think the biggest thing, right, is just like product photography um, has been huge, right, from more of a conversion standpoint. Um, so, you know, we're seeing a lot of brands, you know, not just saying in CBD, but a lot of them, you know, are kind of shipping the product to somebody's house. And then people are building out product studios in their house themselves and doing a lot of product photography. Back to kind of Joseph's thing was saying, like, you know, it's all about the ingredients. So how do you creatively, you know, create a scene, whether it's a video, whether it's a GIF, you name it, that kind of emulate it. Because at the end of the day, it's more about how can we make CBD that kind of main thing where we're putting a positive perception on it versus the latter where it's, you know, where it's not from. So by having showcasing different ingredients and setting up scenes, that's a creative way for all of us to create content and get work for it, right? Um, lifestyle photography, we know that's taken a massive hit on all of our businesses, ourselves included. Um, nobody wants to go take photos with you. So that's obviously been huge. But um, I think the, the bigger thing is that the lifestyle photography is a lot more from a community standpoint. Um, it's more of the top of funnel. So like the brand awareness side of things. Um, so if you start working out product photography and kind of getting that squared away, that's a different animal. That's something for us to look at. Um, back to what Joseph was saying, you know, infographics and rich content. So how can we take, you know, a lot of our assets that we have per se from photo video, uh, paired in with the branding, the design to kind of create stories and more long form content, as we call it, um, you know, doing short or long form video content. Um, you know, we know I talked about last week that we're not necessarily able to go capture new content. So how can we be creative with whether it's an interview over a Zoom call, um, you name it, just really diving in a little bit deeper into the founders themselves. Because I think right now there's going to be a lot of key leaders, CEOs um, kind of stepping up to kind of say, hey, this is where we're at right now. And how can we better, you know, X, Y, and Z industry? Um, and then also behind the scenes. So what are creative ways that we can really focus and, and give a little bit more of that backstory on what that brand is from? Um, again, you know, there are heavy regulations on the Facebook side of things. So looking at programmatic ads, online ads, native ads, creating content in that regard. Um, and then when the time is right, right, really having the conversations with the brands right now saying, hey, what are some, you know, retail focus initiatives we can do now? We all know um, that industry has been heavily impacted, but a lot of these initiatives do take a month to two months to create. So I do invite you guys to start having these conversations with any brands that know, hey, we're going to get through this right now, but let's focus on some more of those foundational elements. And then the last part is just relooking at label designs, POP, um, and a lot of this stuff from an event standpoint. So my goal is just to kind of hopefully get your guys' brain like thinking of like tactics that you can utilize right now. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in the CBD industry. It could be in all different industries, but these are kind of the key things that are working today. So, um, yeah, I think just, uh, I guess, just kind of open it up to everybody. Um, again, Joseph, thank you so much. What's up, Preston? Um, you're on mute right now. Um, yeah, so I guess just the, the biggest thing, right, just opening it up and kind of hearing this. I know we're at 1030, so we very much appreciate your time. Um, but I just want to see if anybody had any creative ideas or any other thoughts um, for us all to kind of help other brands stay moving throughout this time um, and kind of chat through any, you know, ideas, maybe other challenges they're seeing um, or any other bro uh, products that are kind of being successful in the marketplace. Um, I guess kind of the question I had on top of, 
in relation to everything that's kind of going on. I know that, um, as we've talked earlier about mental health, uh, is this something, maybe Joe, this is a question for you, that you've kind of addressed more in this area of, as people are starting to lose their fucking minds at home <laughs> and everyone, you know, it's like there's anxiety and, you know, people are living in close quarters. Um, have you guys seen that as an opportunity to kind of say, hey, there, this might be an option for you? I mean, I've, I've, I've loved CBD. It's, it's something that I was doing before. And to have it now is great. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my, my question. How, how is it working out now? Yeah, I think all products that are that can like ground you, center you, calm you are so key in contributing to our mental health. Like I could sit down and try to meditate, but if my mind's all over the place, I'm never going to get to this point of like feeling well or feeling healthy between the ears. And so that's why we start that conversation. And, you know, it isn't just CBD. There are many things like the functional mushrooms, like a reishi or ashwagandha and other things like that, um, that are so important. And it's all about like, trying to become like more mindful and aware of what those thought patterns are, because you're right, man, like people are going crazy right now. And the only way to actually like combat that is to like go inward and understand like why we're thinking the way we are. And I, CBD is, it's wild. It's, it's wild that it works so well for the calming purposes and to get into a state where you can actually like think about your thought patterns and create mental health and wellness uh, is so important right now. And, I just like, we've been trying to say that, like, that's always been the case for Cured. That's always, that's why we always have sold the products that we do. And so kind of just trying to keep it business as usual for us, given like that message. But yeah, you're right, man. It, it, it works and mental health is probably one of the most important discussions right now. Um, I'll, I'll add something, I think, on the branding side for CBD. Uh, I've been, I'm sure, I, Joseph, I think you guys have been to Expo West before in the past. Um, I've been the last two years, obviously not this year, rest in peace. Um, but just seeing, seeing the number of brands that came up last year compared to the year before was mind blowing. Like last year, every second, uh, booth was like a CBD brand. And I think from the perspective of branding and getting, getting people's attention, especially on the retail side, if this product's going to be in dispensaries and like shop fronts and things like that, I think that's just a huge opportunity that's not being leveraged right now in that space. Um, so commend you guys on the work you guys have done on the branding. Cause you know, even though you guys are predominantly an e-commerce, um, brand, you know, having that, that kind of labeling and packaging, that gets people's attentions from the storefront, um, is going to be super important for some of these brands that are trying to make a quick buck and, and not focusing on, on how their packaging looks. Yeah. Yeah, man. And thank you right back to you guys. You guys are the big contributor to that and us being able to create it. So it's been, it's been huge. I'll jump in real quick, just a couple of comments on education. Um, to me, it seems like a big part of the growth in this market will be tied to education. And I'm probably speaking from a different generational viewpoint from the crowd I'm looking at right here. And maybe it's my generation that struggles more with education and feeling informed and confident enough to make product choices. And whether it's dosage or ingredients or manufacturing practices or you know all of these different things that play into what's the right product somebody or for, I mean, my wife uses a product and we don't know if she's using the right product. And I have a site called cbdoiluses.com, not because I know all about CBD oil uses, but I want to try to gather that data to share it so others can have a place to go to feel more confident about what they're, what they're using and, and, and what choices to make when they go out and try to purchase a product. And, um, 
maybe some of you guys have that kind of dialed in and, and we're just kind of in a, in a hole here in a black hole, but it seems like my peer group, those that have expressed interest and are curious about the product, they pause in moving forward to partake and use because of that lack of confidence in education. And yeah. so, I, and again, maybe the data is all out there, but I mean, I've poked around a bit and I don't feel real confident in what I've seen to be able to advise and recommend and choose. So I think there's an opportunity there to, to yeah. improve that. I completely agree with you. And it's, uh, unfortunately, it's like, like legally, you're not allowed to say, Hey, this dosage is for this. Like that mm -hmm. you just, you, while CBD is kind of in the gray space that it's in, you can't say that, but you can say, Hey, start here increase until you feel a certain way and then continue to increase. And if you don't feel any different, then back, back up. You have to get like, right. you have to get really creative about the way that you say that, because unfortunately you're just not allowed to say what dosage works for what. So you kind of have to rely on anecdotal experience and then also like getting reviews. So that's a big thing, even for like creative and web design and content is like taking reviews from customers and then presenting them to a community in a way that is not creating a claim, but it's saying, Hey, like I use this for this. And then it makes it relatable to somebody else. Like, Oh, like I'm that person and I'm going to go do this and like trying to put that it's on the brand to say like here, start here and then play around with it. So it's kind of like, it's like a roundabout way of saying, use this much, you know? So it really is more of a process and not an event. It really is a, a excuse me, kind of a journey. As That's a good way to say it. Data, post it, here it is, good, you're good to go, read this and you're good. It's very much more of an evolution, it sounds like, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris, I'm not sure if your wife has experienced like taking CBD and then like stopping. A lot of times somebody will take CBD for multiple weeks and they won't feel anything, then they'll come off and then they'll notice that pain and inflammation actually come back. Like, oh, so actually it was working, but yeah. I didn't notice it because it was so gradual over time. I think in that, not to focus just on that, but as an example, so she's taken a THC CBD one-to-one -one mixture, which she, she likes. It's a non-activated THC, I'm told. And, but yet, I mean, there are so many choices. I mean, we were recommended that product for what she was looking for. And how do we know that that is the best? I mean, there's an unlimited number of choices. So I guess you just kind of start experimenting. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's on the brand to really create the content and leads that really support the fact that like the person is going to understand or the user is going to understand that message without making a claim essentially. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll say that like if for sleep, there are studies out there that say over a hundred milligrams a day are needed. And wow. I, I'm happy to connect with you outside of this. If you'd like to cool. see some of that. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Any other, I know it's 1038, so I appreciate you guys staying on. Any other last questions or anything for Joseph or anything in, in general? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on our part for, because Ben kind of hit on it. Uh, for those that don't know who we are, we, we're basically a monthly subscription, um, and our niche is the golf um, apparel world. So kind of talking what was just mentioned regarding, like, going to, like, the PGA show, like, this year, CBD was all over the place. And we actually literally just sent out a shipment using Metera, their gum, to our executive membership, which is our higher end membership, but it's a lower percentage of the members. So it's gonna be very interesting because we ship out on the 15th on how that's gonna be received, but that's, we're really literally in the middle of, we haven't even gotten the feedback yet. So um, education obviously is gonna be one of the first questions that comes back is why did you put this in our box? This isn't golf related, so on and so forth. So that's gonna be an interesting challenge for us. Um, and it's, I'll be quite frank, that was on our, our VP of merchandising and our um, CEO that, more so our CEO that's really big into CBD. 
but he's also a little more educated than just a random person that's getting a box, right? So, um, so it's going to be interesting from that standpoint. So it's kind of interesting that Ben touched on that, and I can speak that it's it's getting a lot bigger in the space. Um, I think the biggest challenge for us, what we wanted to do is we wanted to take that gum and then also promote it on our e-commerce site. We use Shopify, and with the conversation I had with our rep, he's just like, yeah, so you can do it, but you can't do it. So I don't know how to answer your question properly, which is <laughs> all the work. And then ultimately, to my understanding, all the work that goes into if we want to add it on to our Shopify site, it's not just as simple of, because it's not a big revenue stream for us. So if it's for 1500 2000 extra bucks in revenue, is it really worth the effort that goes into adding it to our site to try to make a couple of extra bucks? And obviously the answer is no for us because the individual would have to purchase it by itself and not yeah. as an add-on to a subscription or to another e-commerce product. Um, so that's what I'm seeing on our side of things. And Tad, is it? Yeah, I actually oh. saw that with Shopify as well. I think they listed that you can ship to like 42 states or something like that, which like limits where you can ship it. And yeah, we, we use WooCommerce, but we want to be on Shopify. <laughs> We, um, yeah, we just threw it, look, we threw it in our, in our subscription packages because then you don't know what's in the box and what's great. Right. So you can't really control that. But as far as the online platform goes, I mean, we're kind of handcuffed there. And Tad, yeah. is it, uh, currently I'm pretty sure it's, it's regulated on like the PGI tour and all those professional level, um, events as well. Right. Like it's, it's athletes aren't allowed to take it right now. Yeah, I, I believe so. But I don't, I, I don't know the details there. And I also don't know how you can like, so big picture, like. Tiger's a big CBD guy um, under the under the radar. He's always chewing CBD gum. He's always putting drops in. And if I've watched enough golf where you actually, you can't necessarily say it's CBD, but you'll see him mid-round, him and Phil both, to put some drops underneath their tongue. Hmm. I mean, it's like, but the PGA, for those that don't know, the PGA Tour does a very, very good job at hiding um, issues that other major sports brands don't, you know, be quite frank, use Dustin Johnson. The dude, the dude was suspended for a while. Rory was suspended for a while. Like under the radar suspended. They just say they're taking a, a medical leave or whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, they understand these individuals are the one that are bringing in revenue to their business. So it behoove them to say, oh yeah, they're suspended because of steroids or whatever it may be. It's just take a medical leave. You're injured. Come back in six months. Um, wow. Limited I mean, repercussions just... then, huh? <laughs> What's that? I said limited repercussions. They could get away with anything. They probably do. So, I mean, then what was it? The NFL just came out that they're no longer going to test for, they're going to let them smoke weed now. So, like, it's all coming, right? Yeah. It's just a matter yeah. of time and accepting that it's not that bad of a, a scenario. Yeah. Yeah. In 2018, didn't they take uh, CBD off the prohibited list for, um, I think, what the Olympics follow and what other professional organizations follow that athletes are allowed to use CBD and it's not on that banned list? Yeah. If you're, if, uh, if your sport is regulated by WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, uh, cannab cannabidiol CBD got taken off in 2018. But definitely some wins there. I, I guess uh, I have one more question. You, you talked about giving out those care packages to just random followers, um, and then you followed up with like understanding that CPA, so you weren't losing that much money in the process. Like you're just taking swings, taking chances. Uh, looking back, uh, how much money have you made from those customers that you're giving out those free packages to? Mm -hmm. So we'll generate, uh, we'll generate like three, about three grand a month based off of sending about six to $800 worth of product. 
So, and then, and then that can, that's, that's just like measurable in that month and that can turn into so much more. So we do it, we track it through multiple things like coupon codes and right. okay, are they posting? Do we sign them up to be an ambassador? It's kind of a lead funnel for us to create right. partnerships. Awesome. Awesome. Well, any other final questions? I know it's a 10 five, so I appreciate everybody. A quick question. Joe, you were talking about how you're effectively banned from running digital advertisements from any platform. Um, I was wondering, like, have you heard any word on how that might change on countries where they have changed the federal law regarding how some of that stuff is handled? Like, for example, Canada, like, I'm wondering if because like start taking any kind of position like, yeah, you can run ads inside of Canada, but not the United States. Yeah, I've actually heard that, too. Um, I don't understand how you build a global company like Facebook or Instagram, but then regulate it nation by nation. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't understand how that works. So I, I don't have any information on that, but it's true because it is like the laws are different everywhere. Um, and I guess you would have to, it would have to be like, okay, I'm going to do a targeted ad in this area. Is it legal? Yes. Okay. It can work. Uh, it seems like it might be complicated, but it just, a lot of it just doesn't make any sense. Like it just doesn't make sense because alcohol is fine, but this isn't like, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not a, the right answer that you're looking for. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not the expert there. Yeah, I wish I was. Yeah. If you if you figure that out, let me know because it's true. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, I very much appreciate all your time for coming. And Joseph, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you, to say the least. Um, you've been huge for our brand, and you've been super instrumental for us at Mobetic. So. Thanks again, man, for coming. And hopefully all you guys saw this as value. Um, again, we're just going to keep on keeping on. I mean, that's kind of all we can do with the COVID thing. And hopefully we can inspire you guys to continually moving, um, which is kind of the whole point of this. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate having an awesome Friday and definitely reach out if you guys have any questions and whatnot. But thank you all again. I really appreciate it.